and we're live what's going on everyone cool what's up everybody going on you already know what it is it's the nooner nation podcast a podcast for nooners by nooners and we have a special guest today who is nooner adjacent he is a good friend of uh one of our favorite nooners mr uh matt chapin you know we call him c hapes on the show uh kind of our yep. Our, yep. So he's already in the chat waiting on you. He was the one who kind of got us connected, which, you know, thank you, Matt, for that. But um, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, kind of recovering from a long road trip. I was down Daytona Bike Week. Um, I spent I spent like 11 or 12 days in Florida and then kind of took a slow drive back and took all week to get back to Wisconsin. Yeah, that's a... That's a long time. That's a long time in Florida, let alone Daytona. Is Bike Week that long? Bike Week goes from like weekend to weekend. Yeah. Okay. So it goes, it goes like nine, ten days. Oof. Yeah. So that's a lot of Daytona. Did you hit up the Hooters? Did you hit up the Hooters I, in Daytona? I didn't hit up a lot of bars. I kind of, I was kind of hunkered down because I was working my merch booth by myself while I was there. I was set up at a vendor spot, um, hustling my hats, and so I couldn't really get away a lot. You know, I would have to shut down the shop and potentially miss people. Um, right. In the middle of the day. So I kind of only got out and about when it was raining and the weather was bad. And then we would kind of shut down because we would lose the crowds. Right. I, was set up at a, I was set up at a bar that was kind of a day drinking spot. So we had a lot of comers and goers hanging out. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah so um, yep. I'm just kind of shocked. I was thinking this because I know you were at Bike Week for for a while i mean almost two weeks but um is i mean you're we'll, we'll get into your brand here in a second because it might be the greatest branding ever created especially <laughs> in this community um because i mean we were talking off air a little bit about like the drinking bros podcast community and all that and uh i mean mostly just a bunch of lovable dirt bags you know so hats that say show me that butthole are gonna go you know Go well yeah. with that. Um, sorry, technical shit. I don't know if you've ever uh, done any like podcasting or live stuff. It no, ne- it never, I'll... it never fucking works right. The first like, this is the twenty seventh episode. You think I'd have it figured out? No, yeah, nope. But anyways, we move on. So, um, you're at Bike Week. I figured you would have stayed headed south to Miami for spring break. Yeah, I, you know, I w- I just wasn't prepared for it. I've never, I've never gone to spring break. I I would have just gone there in my leisure time, I guess. Um, and I was I was ready to start heading back home because I'd already been in Florida. I left home on March second. I didn't leave until last Sunday, so I was two Sundays ago now. So I was, I was in Florida for a while and I was car camping when I was down there, which is just a fancy way of saying sleeping in my Jeep. Yeah. And for a few days I had so much stuff loaded in that I was bedrolling it. Actually. Um, my first night on the road, I slept in, I slept under the front bumper of my Jeep in the Nashville public library parking ramp. That's where I always stay when I go out in Nashville, when I go out in Broadway, it's just the parking ramp there and it works out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was so loaded down that I slept under the stars a few nights. And it was so nice in Florida that I was able to get away with that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Daytona is probably pretty nice this time of year. Other than you probably get a couple pop-up showers every once in a while. 
Yeah, there was, you know, the temperature dropped as I was leaving. I think it's kind of volatile this time of year, but it was really nice the whole week pretty much. Nice, nice. So we've been rambling. I am joined with Dave, and I'm going to fuck up your last name, so I'll let you say it. Yeah, my last name is pronounced Filing. That's, filing, um, okay. It's a really common thing. It's a hard one to pronounce, and there's a famous motorcycle parts company that pronounces it fueling. So it's that's where more... I that's what I was gonna say, but I was like, ah, that e before the u is fucking me up. So I'm gonna let that's, him. That's the German pronunciation thing. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Dave Filing, yeah. Uh, you yeah. are like the creator of. I mean, repcps.com, but CPS is College Peep Show, correct? Yeah, that's so, right. So for any listeners and anybody listening right now, you probably have already seen it. You've seen it out in the world. You've definitely seen it like on most of my Instagram stuff over the last two weeks. He is the creator of the greatest hat ever made. He's wearing one right now. And it simply is a hat with a patch that says, show me that butthole. Nice and simple. And if you, you were telling me offline, you just listened to my previous episode with Brittany. For some reason, with the people in this community... We talk about buttholes a lot. So mm-hmm. I do have to ask, since creating this hat and promoting it and stuff, how many buttholes have you seen? <laughs> it's funny. I get asked that a lot. And, you know, the honest answer is not nearly enough. <laughs> um, I didn't see one while I was in Florida, which I think is BS. But people mm-hmm. actually do sometimes. They get excited about it, especially people that are drinking. Usually dudes, but not yeah. exclusively dudes. Um, and they will just whip it out. They, I, I think people feed into their own impulses sometimes yeah. and they'll just do it. Yeah. And, and I laugh it off. It's, it's hilarious really. Um, yeah, I can imagine. I was, I was, I was figuring like just a ra- random flashing of a butthole to some random bearded man such as yourself is a total guy thing, right? Like probably, um, I went to van nationals last summer because I have an 84 Chevy van now that I bomb around in and I didn't know anybody there and just kind of showed up and was mingling around and a dude saw my hat and just bent right over and, and showed me. And we, I, he's a friend of mine now, his name is Wyatt and he's the lead singer of, of riff Lord, which is a, a rock band out of South Dakota. Um, and a, a hard rocking band. They're fucking good. I haven't seen them live because I missed them when I showed up the band nationals. I was there a day late, but um, cool guy. Right. People will just do it. People will just whip it out. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, so Brittany, who was on the show last time, she, she's definitely going to order one of the hats. And we have a bet, um, the Drinking Bros podcast, which is huge. Um, they're building a new facility in Austin. They're going to have a grand opening. And the bet is that if she wears that hat, the over under for how many buttholes it will come out during the event is set at 29 and a half. So, yeah. So we're going to see, they also have a, they have a sponsorship from uh draft Kings and my bookie. So we might oh. actually end up making an actual bet about this. So if that happens, maybe me and you head down there and we, we regulate, how the, you know, the, I would, the official I would butthole have, count. I would, I would help. I would contribute to that. I can be a butthole counter. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's that's probably going to be a lot of guys. You just want to make sure you don't stare too long. You'll get brown spots in your eyes when you blink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like Hope Solo's butthole, then you get sucked in like a black hole. So I don't know if you ever saw those pictures. 
not to go back down this rabbit hole. But. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure I have. Yeah, I'll text them to you later. They're aggressive, right. very aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he started College Peep Show. Now it's repcps.com. Go check them out. Um. After the show, obviously, keep watching. Um. You can also use the promo code Nooners for ten percent off. Thanks for that, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So, um. So how how did this start? How did College Peep Show, great name, by the way, uh, like you've, you quit your job now, right? And you're, yeah. you're shilling merchandise, promoting uh, the flashing of anuses at you. So like, give, uh, give me the backstory of this. Yeah. So it's, it's been an evolution up to this point, you know, obviously, but it started out just um, a bunch of buddies just kind of drinking and having fun with ideas. Um, we followed this dumpy Snapchat called College World mm-hmm. that uploaded dumpy nudes every day. And you could tell that they were just kind of random pictures from the internet and not necessarily. That was called College World? That was called College World, yeah. Noted. And so that kind of, I kind of um, took the college from that because I wasn't in college when I started it. Um, I found them on Twitter and I would tell my buddies what the new Snapchat was. This is back in um, 2014. And at that point in time, there was nothing like that really on Snapchat that I was aware of. And so we were pretty excited about it. And it would get shut down a lot because Snapchat was changing their terms and was against that. Right. And and so they kind of just um, joked with me, cocked off and said, if you're so smart, why don't you start your own? And we kind of as a group, I was like sharing passwords with them. We had made Wasted in the USA that was going to be drunk shenanigans and just like us on weekends partying and then college peep show was going to be the the sexy girl side of it and it was all just made up and i went on tumblr and just stole images um blasted them out there made them look real and within a week or two or three weeks people just thought that they were real it had spread and i really didn't have to source content anymore people just started sending in their own images because they thought that it's funny because like the higher the girls are, the more dick pics I would get and people would just follow each other's lead. And so then trends started like titty Tuesday and thong Thursday. And it wasn't like I started those trends, but they, they continued on my Snapchat and submissions were crazy. It was, it was everything from, from cum shots to people fucking in their car to like everything. And I would, filter through that and decide what would go on the channel right and it blew up so do you still have the snapchat it's still going it's snap rep cps okay it's just it's just kind of adult comedy it's not smutty i haven't shared nudes in years now on it but it's still going um i think there's probably five six thousand people on it every day which which isn't a i don't think it's a ton it's it was up to seventy thousand every day when it was really popping but it's still alive and well. Yeah. Um, I, I get submissions from around the world. There's there's people that go on vacation, send a lot of cool stuff. A lot of interesting people are part of it. Awesome, man. So what what were you doing before this? And then what made you, like at what point did you decide, like I'm going to go start doing the CPS stuff full time? Well, you know, it was just kind of a fun joke that got popular. So we were, I was running with it. And I was doing things to improve it, um, spending a little bit of money on it, but not a lot. 
and I was CNC machining while I was doing this. I was working overnights for a while. I was working overnights on weekends. So I would work three straight shifts and then have a week off and I would manage it just using my phone. I started running a hack through a Raspberry Pi that mimicked an Android device okay. and I would log on my Snapchat that way. And that allowed me to, to filter content easier because when it was really popular, I was getting, you know, sometimes 2,500 submissions on a Friday and a Saturday, and then like averaging probably a thousand a day during the week. And the Raspberry Pi hack helped me with that. I would just say yes or no, straightforward, and it Mm -hmm. would blast it on my story. And it grew in popularity enough to the point where I thought, well, I'm doing this work. I'm spending a little bit of money on it. I'm definitely spending time on it. Mm-hmm. I sell something. And I started with koozies. I think koozies were the first thing that I really released, which I kind of, I love koozies, but I learned running a business. Koozies are kind of an extra thing. It's hard to really have a big profit margin on koozies. But yeah. Yeah. But I, they, were, they were cool and people liked them. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do screen printing. Um, but yeah. Koozies are definitely. Um, narrow margins on koozies for sure yeah it's tough you know I, it's it's hard to even sell them for five dollars people scoff at me sometimes yeah. people want them for free right yeah, yeah. everyone does want them for free or they're you know, like oh i'll buy i'll buy a i'll buy a five dollar koozie they go to check out and shipping you know is five dollars as well they're like oh i'm not you know yeah yeah and i get it i'm that way too sometimes the shipping adds on and it's like mm, i'm just not willing to spend that on this impulse buy but right sometimes i am yeah. So you you went koozies. Um, hold on. Something is going on. I also used Indiegogo. That was an early fundraiser. I didn't have a ton of extra cash. I had bought a home in my mid-20s, and so a lot of my money went to that. And so I used Indiegogo and kind of fundraised to make a shirt order. That was one way I, you know, Indiegogo is kind of like um, GoFundMe and that stuff. And then... Um, I did 80 hats, 40 and 40. I think the patches were good decision maker with like a beer mug on it. And we go together like drunk and disorderly. Yeah, I saw and that. I love that one. I sold those hats in like 12 hours, those 80 hats that I'd ordered. And then I just, I quit my job. And I was like, if I can make, if I can do that well, sell 80 hats overnight, I should be able to do that again. I just got to figure out how. Got to figure out what people want. Keep making it. Right. Yeah. And yeah, 80 hats overnight is pretty good. So what are you still like, are the numbers still tracking well? I mean, obviously you're still doing it full time, right? Yeah. So Yeah, they are. So uh, what's the what's the weirdest place you've ever shipped merchandise to? Well, I've, I mean, I've shipped stuff nationwide for sure a lot to canada a little bit to europe like sweden and denmark um, germany i think i've shipped some to okinawa uh, specifically to the military base there kind of everywhere Um, australia some although sometimes international shipping is tough because you have to go through multiple carriers right yeah disappear so i'm not shipping to australia right now but um, definitely been shipping uh, worldwide i think i've had an order for north pole alaska within the last year yeah that caught my nice nice so are um, you are you doing all the fulfillment and stuff yourself or 
I, I did for a couple of years. Yeah, I made a little shipping center in my basement and I was going to the post office every day. Um, now I hire that out to the same facility that does my sewing. My hats are, the patches are heat pressed on and then right. uh, embroidered by hand around the outside of the patches. And that's done in Charleston, South Carolina. So I have, this, I have a facility there that I ship from also. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did you, uh, did you stop by there on your way back from Daytona? I did. Yeah. yeah. I stopped by all the guys. I, I met a few people that I've been communicating on email with for the first time, which is kind of funny because you build a relationship without even knowing who they are. So right. got to meet some people for the first time. It was good. Charleston awesome. was good. Yeah. Charleston's a fun town. Actually, me and my wife, we were still dating one summer. I grew up um, like in the mountains of North Carolina, like the Asheville area. And uh, one summer while we were dating, we just moved to Charleston for a summer. Like, let's go to the beach. And it was really rad until you got to figure out how to pay to live at the beach. And, yeah. and it was not rad. And I worked at like an Applebee's and I saw a guy deep fry his own hand one time. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was That's rough. It's probably one I, of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Probably makes you think about your choices. Yeah. So, like, so I should go find something else to do for a while. Yeah, yeah. I worked uh, I worked in the back. They call it an expediter, but essentially I was the guy just putting the food together, made it look good on a plate before they took it out. Um, and the fry cook, I think, was just like high as shit at the time. I was like texting and dropped his phone into the deep fryer and just immediately like instinctually went in after it. And, uh, yeah, I came back out with, like, no skin left on his hand and the most horrifying scream I've ever heard in my life. That's horrifying. And then all hell broke loose. So I had, had, to, had to close down the restaurant. I mean, it was, like, this was, like, 7 p.m. or something. And, uh, yeah, it was rough. It was, it was fucking wild. But Applebee's does have pretty good chicken fingers. So Yeah, I used to go for their uh, the half-off apps after 9 a lot. Yeah, I think they do like one dollar margaritas or something now at some point. Yeah, they have uh, they have like monthly specials on those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. They just uh, they just tore down like the only Applebee's in Des Moines. Really? Like, yeah, like just this week, you know. And I kind of felt like uh, you know, heaven gained another angel. You know what's the what's the go to place in Des Moines? In Des Moines, actually, it's it depends on where you're at. I don't know if you've ever been here. I know you're a Midwest guy, but uh, um. If you're in like Des Moines proper, you don't get a lot of chain stuff. It's a lot of, I'm not going to say mom and pop because there's really like, I think there's like four companies that own like every restaurant downtown. Yeah. Um, so you get a lot of good restaurants downtown. You go to like West Des Moines, which is more like the newer, yuppier side. Um, you get a lot of like, uh, I don't know if you've ever been to like a Firebirds. They're a chain, um, kind okay. of a fancier place uh outback stays pretty busy as does Chili's. you know wow. the, the the typical you know white people go to's in the suburbs you know stay pretty busy um cracker I barrel like, i feel oh. like Chili's is for people that like applebee's but they want to get just a little bit rowdier yeah yeah i get that salsa i love the chili salsa yeah it could be spiced here but i like how it's blended i'm not a big chunky salsa guy i don't know how you are on that but yeah, well, I love a good homemade. Yeah. Um, you know, when it, I guess I do like the thinner salsa when it comes to buying salsa. If I, if I find the restaurant styles that mm -hmm. are blended a little bit, a little bit runnier, dare I say. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, a little soupy. You got to scoop it in. Really good. Yeah. You know? Uh, but yeah, I think uh, there's actually a really good salsa I got today. 
from a local hot sauce company that's expanding. They've actually kind of blown up. They're out of Des Moines it's called Lola's. So if you ever see their salsa or their hot sauce in your uh, grocery store, go get it. I know they're in like Publix down south now, which is pretty wild. But it was, um, what was it? It was a bacon, a ghost pepper bacon salsa. And it was delicious, but hot as fuck. But it tasted so good that I'm pretty sure my gums were bleeding, but I just could not stop eating it. I've never had uh, a bacon in a salsa. Yeah, it was good. It was bacon and sweet corn. Sounds so, good. Sounds sweet. Yeah, it was pretty good. But yeah, so you're at a you're at Bike Week for eleven days. Um, you also it took you what another week to get home after that? Yeah, another. Well, I spent I spent three nights in Charleston, but actually I arrived at like one a.m. my first mm-hmm. night because I got. I got done in Florida, packed up, and got out of Dodge. Right, uh, and so I was like a five-hour drive through the night to get there, and then I spent I spent two full days kind of um, just exploring Charleston, doing tourist stuff. I took some nice walks around downtown. It was pretty nice weather. It wasn't rainy while I was there, and and then on my last night there, I kind of just was relaxing, sprawled out in bed for the first time in a while because I was car camping, you know. Right, yeah. And I used the Bands in Town app to kind of pick my next destination. Okay. And I was just, I was picking towns that were like less than a day's drive, right? Like less than ten hours, and just seeing if there's any bands that I would maybe be interested in seeing because I didn't necessarily have a destination. You know, you can book a room overnight anytime. So I used that, and I picked Charleston, and I went to the place called the Walker Theater in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Horn Slim. Langhorn Slim wasn't someone that I was super familiar with. I just listened to, I've streamed his one album, which was released in 2012. So it's been out for 10 years. Um, and it was cool. Um, it was kind of an, it was a really intimate show. He did some intimate storytelling. Uh, a little girl that was a big fan came up on stage and sang a song with him in the theater. And it was cool. Okay. what's What kind of genre is that? He was kind of... Um, Kind of a singer songwriter okay. Americana. Okay, like so. Modest Mouse is kind of a good comparison. Okay. To like the to the album I'm specifically thinking kind of. Like, of. Um, yeah, what would you call it? Almost like a modern folk music. Yeah, kind maybe? of. Yeah, I would. That'd be. I would be okay calling it that. Yeah. You know, there's some other bands like that. Um, who was I listening to the other day? I can't remember the name of the the band, but it's the song's called "Take It All Back," and there's like a mandolin in it and yeah. Judah and something. I can't remember. I don't know. Um, I my if you, last time I was with a bunch of people, like in a rental car, I plugged my phone in. And I was like, "Beware! My phone's going to play music, and it's going to be everywhere." Right? There's going to be probably like Faith Hill transitioning to Tupac transitioning to i don't know metallica to it's everywhere man like there's probably some beethoven in there or beef oven according to bill and ted (laughs) i think that i feel like you and i probably both grew up kind of in the napster area and itunes and Mm -hmm. all that we just immediately got exposed to anything we wanted to listen to oh yeah and so kind of i think our taste in music i think a lot of people's taste in music became kind of eclectic because of that yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I'm 34. So, Same. yeah. So yeah, 
Same era. I graduated high school in 06. I actually graduated on 6-6 of 06. Mm. So that was rad. <laughs> because of one snow day. We got that one snow day and everybody's like, yes, no more snow. Because I, like I said, you like you grew up in the Midwest, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, I was in, I was in North Carolina, an inch of snow. There'd be no school for like three days, you know, so... We got that one extra snow day that took us from the 5th to the 6th. So I graduated yeah. on 6 6 of 06. And right it's, on. It's worked oh. out well. It's worked out well. So I was eager to get to school. I kind of liked school. I think I liked the social aspect of it even when I was little. So I graduated in 05. Okay. I was young when I graduated. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked the social aspect of school for sure. Um, I was maybe one of those guys that's like a lot of stuff like, especially high school. By the time I got into high school, I knew it was kind of all bullshit. And uh, we've talked about it on the show before. Uh, like my senior year is when it really kind of really solidified it when I told like my uh, counselor, advisor, or whatever. It's like, hey, I think I'm just going to go to community college. And he was just like pretty much telling me like, well, I guess, you know, McDonald's needs burger flippers. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're not going to go to a four-year school immediately? Like, well, I guess you're just gonna be a loser for the rest of your life. I was like, um, okay. Now, like most people, most of my friends that either went to like a two-year trade school or yeah. just went right into a you know blue-collar like machining. My best friend owns a machine shop in North Carolina. Loves his job, makes his own schedule, and makes a shit ton of money. Whereas all of the people that I know that went and got four-year degrees all work in cubicles and hate their life. You know, so. Yeah. And then you you get to drive around the country selling hats, exclaiming, you know, to show buttholes. And that's true. And and I've been driving the website online for a long time. So actually, when I do my road trips, that's kind of extra. That's marketing and networking. Yeah. Fun. Um, I do love long road trips. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they get exhausting and you push too hard and you, you're on the road too much. You know, I was in, I was in Chattanooga, went to that theater, but that's yeah. the only thing Chattanooga I saw. Chattown, I, yeah. I didn't go to Lookout Mountain. I woke up in the morning and kind of had to get going. So I had, I had breakfast at the diner and left town. So I miss a lot. Yep. You know, I needed a few more days in every town I stayed in, but, but it was good. Yeah. But here's the thing. Now, you know, if you like Chattanooga enough. You know that if you're looking for places to go back for a couple of days, you know to go look at Chattanooga, right? Uh, same with I noticed you were in I think Dubuque. Did you go to Dubuque, Iowa? Dubuque is a fun town. Um, it it kind of feels it feels like more like home to me in Dubuque because that's just a couple hours downriver from where I grew up. Um, I grew up. I graduated high school in a town that's on the banks of the Mississippi River, just like Dubuque. So kind of common river rats there. I like that about Dubuque. Yeah. Yeah. Right off the Mississippi. Uh, I've been to, I've stopped in Dubuque kind of like you, but not for nearly as long. I've stopped in Dubuque for what was supposed to be lunch and then turned into a couple of lunch beers, which turned into a nap in my truck and then moving on from there. But, uh, but it's Dubuque, kind of there. yeah, Dubuque's a fun town and it is, I mean, Dubuque, you're getting to, I mean, you're, you're, the northern northeast corner of Iowa. So you're getting up there to Minnesota and Wisconsin and stuff. Uh pretty nice. It actually reminds me a lot of um like like Chattanooga, like the Tennessee Valley area. You start getting some mountains, 
or not mountains so much, but some elevation changes, some woods, you know, yeah. it's a nice area for sure. That's a feature that's unique to the Driftless region of Wisconsin, which is it runs in the Mississippi River Valley, and it seems mountainous. It, it does. Right. It kind of compares to the mountains out east, the Smoky Mountains, yep. but the elevations aren't as high, and everything is caused by river drainage. Yep. So you get to the top and it's flat, or you get to the bottom and it's flat, and it's in between. That's all windy because everything lies with what the rivers carve out. Right. Right. So with that back to the cps stuff like you you say like you're not on the road all the time uh like what's a normal day for dave um a normal day is kind of i kind of get up i check my phone um go through emails and stuff like that and i come down here and and just start kind of being available for social media you know we always have our we have our day-to-day tasks and our notifications we have to handle and then I kind of spend a lot of time just being available for emails that come up, um, issues that I didn't necessarily think of, things I didn't write down or something. Just being available is a big part of it. And then I kind of just roll with it. Um, I kick around ideas a lot. I'll have ideas for a new video upcoming or a design and, and just kind of have that in the back of my brain boiling around and and, and I kind of use that. And sometimes sometimes I'll just hit a period of confidence where it's like, you know what, this is what that idea needs or here's why I don't like that. Um, no day is really the same because I'm always working, but I'm never working. Right. My personal phone is my business phone. My personal Snapchat account is my business account. And so I'm living the brand and, you know, my office, this is just an unfinished space in my basement with stuff nailed to the wall. It isn't a formal office. It's, it's, it's my hangout area. And I've got, I call it the lounge because I've got an old hand-me-down recliner on the other side of it. That's, it's got like a pull-up bed and corner sectional. And I, I kick my feet up and read there, take naps there and whatever. Um, it's just kind of a living space in my house. And I'm, everything nailed to the wall behind me is kind of specifically for a video backdrop. It's kind of like a studio. I've got some studio umbrella lights in here now for good lighting. Um, And then, you know, day to day, I kind of just pick up stuff. I'm kind of a yes man. It's hard to say no, but at the same time, I try to be more hospitable because you never know what you're going to miss. If you do say no, you know, sometimes you're just fucking busy and you can't meet everybody that reaches out. But a lot of times when you sit back and it's like, you know what? I did have plenty of time for that. Time management's kind of hard. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, I guess that's the, that's the common theme in Alice in Wonderland. The clock, the time's always slipping away. So I think time management is something that it's something that I could definitely improve on. But, you know, my day to day is just kind of unpredictable because you know, I have I have different things like I do album features and I have a 60 minute six pack, but I don't always want to pound a six pack of beer and get drunk in the middle of the day. So I kind of reserve those for certain days and I just feel like doing it. Yeah, I go live a lot in the evening, but then sometimes I'm just kind of motivated to drink a lot while I'm live because I I guess it's just the, the, the negative space. You don't know what to do with your hands. You got to be doing something. So yeah. I'm out up a bottle and i'll get hammered drunk on live on tiktok sometimes just listening to records and hanging out down in the basement um there is no normal day 
I try to be, I try to be home and available because this is my office and that's kind of where I start. And then you never know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I definitely get the, uh, the getting too drunk on live stuff. There's plenty of examples of me doing that. Uh, we, there's another podcast, uh, Beth and Greg, the bars open with Beth and Greg, but the friends of mine that do a podcast, we were having some issues integrating Zoom into the you know the streaming stuff. So yeah. one one Saturday, uh, Greg, the the guy who runs it, hit me up. He's like, "Hey, we got time? Can we just like do a Zoom and figure this out? Uh, like some we were getting really bad echoing and stuff." And then I was like, "Yeah, sure." While we're at it, like, let's just invite some friends onto the Zoom while we're just dicking around. It's a Saturday night. My wife was out of town. My in-laws had my kids. And then uh, we had some drinks and said, fuck it. Let's just, we got the, within 15 minutes, we had the issue solved. So it's like, fuck it. Let's go live. It ended up being like two and a half hours long on a Saturday night. I remember maybe about 15 minutes of it. At one point, at one point, like somebody was talking about jacking off in church, like during a service or something. Um, oh, how just broke loose! Huh? Oh, it's nuts! We had because I like people would be t- were texting me like, "Hey, can I get in on this?" I was just like, "Whatever," sending them Zoom links to random people coming on. Uh, so yeah, it was wild. It actually ended up being like one of the best shows we've done numbers wise. So maybe I should do that more. Um, but yeah, I've definitely learned. Uh, I've got to uh, be cognizant of how much I'm consuming on air because I would just by the end of an yeah. episode, I'd be like. Oh shit! Like I've drank way too much. I'm rambling and I'm mm-hmm. saying nothing of consequence, you know. And I feel you. And sometimes you got to walk the razor's edge because people are here for seeing mm-hmm. you get messed up. Like they want to see that oh, yeah. out of you, and they encourage it. But at the same time, I'm trying to be professional and yeah. and create good camera shots and be well thought out in the things I say. And then sometimes this just lets it all slip away. Oh yeah, what you got there? What are you drinking? This is uh, a New Glarus beer. New Glarus is like spotted cow. You can only get oh, in okay. Wisconsin. Yep. yep. And this is, um, I think it's more of a spring, late winter seasonal. This is oh. a honey lager called honey. Cabin Fever. Honey lager. Okay. What's the uh, what's the APV on that? I'm not sure if it's on the bottle. I might have to look that up. It's kind of a hearty beer, so I think it's probably, you know, like a 5%, but I don't really know. Okay. Yeah. It's... It's kind of like a, I think it's a spring seasonal because it's kind of like a Bach beer. Mm-hmm. Bach beers are kind of a hearty spring beer when the weather is still pretty cold, but there's a lot of rebirth and the sun has some energy and yep. and just kind of your outlook in general is kind of rising with the entire spring. In the mid in the Midwest, we really feel it because oh, yeah. it gets so miserably cold and the days get so short. So this time of year, when the sun comes out, it it has a big impact on all of us directly. Oh yeah, it's been the weather here's been really nice. And then woke up today, and it was snowing. And uh, yeah, I definitely sent. I'm on a group chat with I mean a bunch of different people, but one of the group chats I sent a video just cussing winter up and down, like I'm done with winter. Yeah, um, we got we got some snow yesterday too, and it's and I think it's actually colder. You know, it's warmer right now because it's like 30 degrees, and it gets mm-hmm. sub from Wisconsin, obviously. But in the middle of winter, the air is dry. Mm-hmm. Now all the moisture is coming out of the ground. It's raining some days, yeah. and that humidity just chills you to yeah. the bone. It's wet and muddy and gross, and then the wind. So yeah, like thirty. Like I think the other, like it might have been today. 
I was just like, I got, I like walked out to my truck and I was like, man, fuck this. Like what temper, like turning the, the heat on high seat warmers on. And it's like, yeah, you but kind it's, of, you it's, trick yourself into thinking it's not cold anymore. It's like 41 degrees. I was like, why am I being such a pussy right now? Like, it's because like when it is like negative one, it's dry. It's not wet and gross. It's just negative one. Right. You put in a big jacket. When you have that, when you have that temperature swing, it just seems like it's paradise. It seems like, right. well, I don't, I don't need this jacket anymore. It's 40 degrees out now. It was, it was zero yesterday. And then but that tricks you. And then the yeah. humidity and rain and stuff. And it just chills it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm done with, I'm thoroughly done with winter. I have a, I have, I don't know if you've ever seen, it's a, it's a total like Instagram white people thing, but the stock tank pools, you know, like the big galvanized stock tanks you use for livestock. Yeah. So I bought one of those, painted it real nice and turned it into a pool. It's like an eight foot one. It's like eight feet diameter, two foot deep. I put like an above ground pool pump on it. So I've got one of those, like my backyard is like a Midwest oasis in the summer. And then I also have like a hot wife from Brazil who likes to wear very small bikinis. So cold weather does me nothing. <laughs> like the second it gets cold, I'm ready for it to get warm again. The stock tank, uh, stock tank pools are kind of trending, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and, kind of turning into like uh, white ladies that wear fedoras all have stock tank pools. My buddy Jesse has one. He said it's the best money he ever spent. He love loves it. it. Love it. I love yeah. it. It's nice like when it's hot outside, go get in it. The kid, I've got two kids. I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old. They love getting in it. You know, we, me and the wife will have drinks, you know, in and around it all summer long uh, while I'm grilling and stuff. So it's it definitely good sense. money. You get what you need out of a pool. Yep. But you don't have as much maintenance as actual full-size pool. Yeah, yeah. My in-laws have like an in-ground pool. And it's, I mean, they figured it out where the maintenance is as minimal as possible. But, I mean, it's still a commitment, right? It's like having like a golf course for a yard, you know? Yeah. Whenever you see somebody with a really nice yard, like, that looks awesome, but there's a lot of time spent on that shit, right? I don't spend much time on mine. I just mow it and that's it. That's me. Yeah, that's me. I like push mow it and on to my day. You know, I've that's tried I've tried a little bit and it didn't work out. So I'm like, hey, I'm done trying. Basically just try not to be shaggier than the neighbors. Yeah. Luckily my neighbor's yard is like this weird slope, so grass doesn't grow, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, yeah, always- my neighbors on the other side, lovely people, but uh like a younger lesbian couple. So they literally have nothing else to do but worry about their yard. So their yard always looks really great. So, but the neighbor, the other neighbor, I look better than. So we're good on that front. So, my yard always looks fine. It's always the oil leaking old Chevys in the driveway that my neighbors get to stare at. That I no one ever complains. I think they they, they don't mind it. But I'm glad I have cool neighbors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've got. I mean, I live in a pretty awesome neighborhood, so I don't really worry about that. But so. You talked about your day. You kind of you, you brainstorm a bit throughout the day, and I'm sure I'm sure the answer to this is yes. But has there ever been a, an idea for a hat or a shirt or a patch or a koozie? You're like this is hilarious, but it might be a little too far. Yeah, you know, I actually just kind of I approved artwork for one today that I'm questioning whether or not I really want to be part of the brand, but I don't think it's really that vulgar it's a little vulgar fuck titties suck clitties that's good that's good because here's the thing i don't think that's too vulgar 
it's not really negatively addressing anybody. I think is I think it's good. In I think it's all good. Things. In fact, like you're positively addressing, you know, women. So you're kind of a feminist in reality, right? Oh yeah, I definitely am. Yeah. So, but I mean, you also understand your audience, right? Like I'm wearing your hat right now. This is probably one of the more toned down ones, the skinny dips and bong rips. Whereas I ordered my wife the the free hugs and butt plugs. <laughs> Right. I love how that one turned out. The colors are so nice on oh, it. Oh, dude, that's awesome. That's the only. Re- that's like the main reason I ordered it. I was like, man, that is like, it's it's groovy, right? Like that's the the whole like kind of tone of that patch, the colors and everything. It's like kind it of like looks a, so warm, yeah. and then plugs just kind of throws you back. I mean, who doesn't like a good butt plug either? You know, especially if it's followed by a free hug. Butts are in. Yeah. Well, butt stuff's very in. Bust us very in, and it all leads back to Hope Solo's butthole. But um, you're gonna yeah. send me pictures. I'll send you. I'll send you some pics once we get off of here. Um, but you know your audience, right? So, like my wife, was like, why didn't you order me a beanie with this one? Honestly, yeah, which I probably will. But yeah, like if we go, like we make it to like um, we try to make it to at least like one Kansas City Chiefs tailgate, you know, a year. Yeah. Right. And like, you can wear that there. That's awesome. Right. So the, the, the one you just mentioned, like plenty of people in, uh, you know, in green Bay at some tailgate are going to be like, check out this, this hat, man. Right. Yeah. They'll be happy to be the guy wearing it. Yeah. Because who would, who would have thought that a hat that says, show me that butthole would have exploded to the point it did. Right. People, people love irreverence. And my, my friends say that, like, if you would have asked us if it was a good idea, we would have all said no. Like, why why would anyone even want that? Um, and that's one of the things about my social media that's helped. I kind of I kind of monitor the numbers. The Snapchat submissions are kind of as raw as it gets because I'm just dealing with what I think is the best photo, the best content, or the funniest joke every day. And sometimes a certain image will get a ton of screenshots, well, then I can use that, and I think, well, people must like that, post that to Instagram, mm-hmm. kind of use that sounding board. And the same thing goes with the slogans. You can kind of throw stuff at the wall, see if it sticks. That's what I did with showing that butthole. I was using a print-to-order service for mm-hmm. my shirts, and they seem to be doing pretty well as a print-to-order shirt, so I've made the jump to buy inventory of an actual hat. Yep. Last time I bought patches... I bought 10,000 because I just didn't want to be in a situation where I needed more and couldn't get more. Yeah. And of course, the more you buy, the cheaper, the, they, get, yeah. the cheaper they get, which helps too. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to be using that stash throughout the whole summer, but that's all right because I've got them available now. Last summer, um, my, my buddy Trav from Dirty Prescott Kids and his girlfriend, Sweet Caroline, they're TikTokers, and he's a musician. He's an iron worker. They were just out on the boat. Um, Leanne Rhymes was on, one-way ticket, and they just had like a – they're just vibing to it. They're having a good time out in the river, and that video went viral, and within a day or two, a couple million views, and then people were stitching it and duetting it, getting millions of views. And I had so many orders that I couldn't get any more blanks. My most popular hat is the Yupung um, yep. trucker. Yep. So it's got the mesh in the back. Mm-hmm. And it looks like this without the rope. It's, it's yeah, a it's trucker. This one. It's this one, right? It's, it's that one, but that's a curve bill. 
Oh, yeah. you go flat. Okay, gotcha. Flat bill is a little bit more popular, or at least that summer was, and I ran out of them. Um, and that has to do with COVID shortages and stuff. Oh, you yeah. Know. Oh, trust me, dude. What yeah. was available to me in the United States was just completely depleted, and I had to shut down sales in the month of June and just mark them as sold out, even though I was accepting, like, back orders. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of a phony back order, too. I was just trying to hustle my ass off to get them ready to ship. Yeah. Trying to give myself enough time. I never would have imagined it would have taken three months. People waited a long time for some of their hats. People were kind of mad and were canceling and stuff, which is understandable. No. Um, it was a small percentage of everybody, but it was crazy. It took us, it took us three months. Sometimes, sometimes I'd want another thousand hats to ship this week because people are hounding me and I could kind of see how patient people were. People that were ordering around the same week in the month of June were yeah. kind of all complaining the same time yeah. down the road. and um people, but it, people were ordering because they want them there for fourth of it, july right and exactly a lot of people did and some people got theirs in time but a lot of people didn't yeah. and it was the holidays coming up that created the urgency and then all of a sudden we just got hit with the tidal wave and it was like wow let's fucking go um ended up ended up doing like over five thousand hats that month wow dude five thousand that's fucking crazy the second, was, you, the second you said you ordered 10,000 patches, I was like, that's nuts, right? But you're saying like, oh, that'll last me the summer, dude. That's incredible. Like, good for you, dude. That's fucking yeah, awesome. It, it's it's pretty righteous. I don't know a lot about the movie, um, but my hat's going to be in a movie. I signed a release as a permission to for them to use it. I had, um, so last, last Wednesday, I was two Wednesdays ago now, I was leaving Charleston and Bo Mitchell, the actor from Cobra Kai is in Charleston. And actually the skinny dips and bong rips is his line. That's an episode okay. two of Cobra Kai on Netflix. Oh. And he said that wasn't actually an improvised line. So which one's Bo Mitchell on Cobra Kai? Bo Mitchell plays Brooks. And he was also the, he was the kid nephew of Kenny Powers on Eastbound and Down. Okay. Okay. Uh, he was the one that Kenny Powers called Shrek and he was getting chocolate on the handlebars of the oh, Jets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and as a, that, as, yeah. A, as a young adult, he plays he plays Brooks in Cobra Kai series. So in the first season or two, he's kind of an extra, he's kind of like one of the buddies of the the main bad guy. Yeah. And then in the later, I think he's back in season four and he, he resumes his role. Um, he's he's gonna be in a upcoming movie. And so I'm excited about it. He he wore it in the movie, um, but I don't know a lot about it because it's all kind of hush hush right now. I say, can, can you tell us what movie or is that? Do you even know? Um, I don't know the name of it. I know that he plays like a uh, kind of a a punk college bro sort of. Um, okay. And that's kind of his character in the movie. I think it's kind of a a little bit of a, a thriller or a little bit of a drama mystery thing. There's like a um, there's a murder or something that happens in the movie that kind of, it's like a mystery, a mystery element to it. Um, I don't know a lot about it, so I'm excited to see it come out. Yeah, I mean, getting that hat, trust me, like, I'm sure what social media made the hat explode, right? Like, I, I remember when I first saw one, I was like, holy shit, I need that hat. And I went to your website, I mean, this was a couple years ago, and I went to your site and it was like sold out, sold out. So I was like, fuck, right? And then... uh Kind of go to go back to it, um, Matt, our boy C Hapes, as we call him in the community. Uh, I think I, I, I think I maybe 
had said something about the hat recently. He's like, I know that guy. I was like, do you, like, for real? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, will you come on the show? He's like, for sure. So, I mean, that's awesome connection to have, dude. Like, you, it's rad. Like, the fact that you're doing that kind of hat sales for one is just fucking insane, dude. The fact that you can leave your job to go do this, which you probably love, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I liked machining. It was cool. You know, I didn't. I didn't graduate high school knowing what I wanted to do. I got a little bit of a work experience. I went back to trade school. I liked it, but the shop hours are brutal. Hands are always cut up. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it, it was a rewarding job and I thought I was going to do it forever, but I just, after this presented itself, aspirations just changed. Oh yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, man. Which I do have to say, so you like, you know Matt from the machining job, yeah. right? Uh, he keeps telling me to ask you, and actually, for some reason, YouTube cut the live feed like four minutes in, so it's just been you and I this whole time, but um, I'll repost it later. But um, he's been like, for the last two weeks, is like, ask him about, and I can't remember the name, but like you two worked in like a stadium or something, and something crazy happened. Um, he might be talking about, we did a work trip. So, so he works at Motec Corporation in St. Paul. Um, it's a aluminum die cast mold shop. Right. And we did a work trip to a suite at the Excel center. And, and I don't, I'm not sure exactly what he's referencing, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's the fact that our sober driver was trying to he was a young kid that was trying to drink with us and then sober up and drive home. Okay. That's probably what it was. Yeah. He's like, he's like, ask him about like, there's some trip. I don't know if he said it was for work, but like it was at some stadium. I think he might've even said like it was a basketball game. I can't fucking remember. It was was a Minnesota wild hockey game. Oh yep. That probably it then. Yeah. We were, we were up in a suite. The work put us all up in a suite that had beer and food and stuff. And they also had like, they had Captain Morgan spiced rum and this kid that we had. So we, I met this kid um, that I worked with. He took us to Stillwater, Minnesota, picked up another coworker. That's like an old time party guy. He's like a good timer. You know, he's been doing this for partying for 30, 40 years. And he, um, picked him up so we went to his little basement bar when we picked him up had a beer there and then went to the stadium had a bunch of drinks and we went we ended up going to is it i don't know if you've ever been to the excel there's like an eagles tavern across the street from it and i don't know the name of the bar for sure but we got kicked out immediately because my sober driver i didn't really realize it at that point because i was walking with different people and mingling with different people and whatever he was so drunk the bartenders were just like nope you can't be in here get out and and i ended up having to shake it off and drive home that day we i got him home he was so drunk he he was a young guy that lived with his mom and dad at that point still and i helped him like to where his bedroom was and then he turned around and fell down like four sets or four like stairs. He had like a small stairway up to his bedroom, fell down the stairs on the family dog. Oh shit. And, and his mom was like, What'd you do to him? It was it was pretty funny. He he was fine. He felt stupid the next day when oh, I saw him at work yeah. and I gave him some shit, but it was fine. <laughs> he was just really drunk. Yeah, yeah. We've all been there. We've all been there. Oh yeah, for sure. 
you know so especially when you're trying to keep up with people oh keep keeping up or catching up isn't something you ever really need to do unless you plan on just getting blackout wasted yeah that was my problem last time i got i drank a lot which was in austin we bring this up a lot but uh the the drinking bros guys they just launched a, a hard seltzer company and it's eight percent alcohol and yeah uh, and they but they taste fucking awesome and they're dangerous and i knew it immediately so the whole launch party i was kind of like doing the trade-off like i drink one and then drink like a gallon of water eat some food drink one and then once the party was over we all went to a different bar in austin like right down the street and everybody else was just hammered so and i was i mean i was i wasn't sober by any means but i was not on their level so i was like oh time to catch up and just started doing shots and caught up way too fast you know and then woke up the next morning in my airbnb like having to recount the night and there's some gray areas there's some there's some brown spots in there i'm like i don't know what the fuck happened there but yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a really good climb but if you go over that ledge there's no mm-hmm. bringing it back. yeah i think of what it was if somebody's like oh tequila shots and i i typically stay away from tequila uh, I spent the night in jail in Cancun one time when I was 20 because of tequila. So I typically stay away from it, but I was like, I got to catch up. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not on the level to be enjoyable to any of these people. So like a oh, fine tequila. And See, I'm kind of a yes man. So it's hard to say no. I mean, I'm kind of a dumpster too. Um, I do like tequila, but I try to back away from shots cause I'm kind of calibrated. I know how much I can drink and I put myself there because I want to be in the pocket when I'm, you know, like at a concert, I want to be in the pocket. So if I mix in a couple of shots, I might go over that ledge a little too quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mistake I make all the time and I know it. You just, you just never know when the shots are going to hit. Right. You can do it's it. Called, you can do, you can do it. A, a damn about future you. <laughs> that's, and that's what alcohol washes away. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It was rough. I woke up in my Airbnb wearing my jeans but no underwear so unusual yeah you know i i was able over a you know a couple days to trace it back you know the memory started coming back and i remember like getting to my airbnb at like three in the morning thinking like Mm. i've been out all night like i need to take a shower like and then got ready for a shower and it's just like fuck it but for some reason instead of putting like underwear back on i just put my jeans back on and passed out in the bed you know you've been overserved when you're alone sleeping in bed, fully dressed. Yeah, which <laughs> you wake up wearing the clothes, and it's like, man, I didn't have time to take my pants off or nothing. I came yeah. home covered. And as a 34 year old father of two, it still happens probably more than it should. You know, and that's and that's probably it. Probably still counts the times when you order pizza and then pass out while you're waiting for it. Oh yeah, have you ever? I've had- few times i was i was sharing a room with my buddy travis out in rapid city south dakota once we we went to um casey wyoming and we had a really fun road trip out to wyoming we're on our way back and we we split a room for our last night before we were gonna go our separate ways and went out kind of a just an average night but then i ordered a pizza and I sat down on the edge of the bed like a good little boy waiting for my pizza. And I tipped back on the yeah. bed and I passed the fuck out. It's done. Then it's and done. Being, being a young couple, they were banging on the other side of the partition. Oh, where like, uh-huh. nice. and, and then the shower was just the, the only thing in the doorway was just the shower. You yep. know what I mean? 
And so they're on the other side of the wall banging and the pizza guy knocks on the door and they're like, oh shit, <laughs> they ordered a pizza. They're in the middle of something, you know. And they're like, is it paid for? And there's a guy's like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and they chowed down a bunch of pizza and ate my wings. And I, I woke up to some leftovers and that was it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It happens. It happens. <laughs> or, you, yeah. or you leave pizza rolls in the oven and pass out, you know. Yeah. See, I'm fortunate because I have a countertop pizza oven. And it's it's kind of a tank, but it's got a timer on it. Yeah. It goes for 15 minutes, the little bell dings, and it shuts itself off. Um, I have one time. See, you should never use the stove when you come stove or oven when you come home from the bar. It's rare. But it's I, very rare for I made, me. I made macaroni and cheese, and I fell asleep after I dumped the noodles in. Oh shit! I woke, I woke up, and it was like five to seven in the morning, and no water. Was, it's all burning. There was no water left. Luckily, <laughs> it was a good enough pan that it like it cleaned right out it was a non-stick pan in it but there was i had to throw the spoon away and the, the spoon was just in the pot no oh, water shit. left at all everything was like well, hey, shout out to whoever made that pan because i figured you'd have to toss that bitch out you know no nope, it was a good non-stick but well cool man i've got two questions these are complete random thoughts that i've had in my notes to ask people forever so i'm gonna ask them how do you think it how must it feel to be a woman or a man, but mainly a woman who just looks trans. A woman that looks trans? Yeah, not actually trans, just looks trans. You're, you've run into these people. I remember why I was thinking this, like I was in the grocery store and kind of just See, like saw somebody's like, I don't know like if they're a trans. Woman, a woman with man hands. Maybe, or like a you know, hard jaw, hard jaw, broad shoulders yeah. kind of thing. Um I don't know. That's kind of a beta question. I'm sure it's tough. I'm sure there's a lot of, I'm sure there's a lot of unpleasant things that happen in their life that they wish wouldn't. Well, especially now, right? Cause everybody's saying the same thing I am. You're like, mm, like what Yeah. The, the trans, the trans swimmer that's been coming up a lot lately um, is kind of an uncomfortable conversation, but that's been, that's something that's been going on for like 10 years. There's a ton of records on the state level that have been broken yeah. by. Oh yeah. Yeah, Texas had a big problem with it like five or six years ago, I think, right with runners. Thing, I think just people people are noticing it. Maybe it's just the the distraction they want from the war in in Ukraine or something. I don't know. It's not like it's a new thing, but well, maybe it's just getting put in front of new faces, and that's why it's drawn attention. Maybe, yeah, it's very odd. Uh, I've seen, I mean, incredible memes coming out of it, but you know, yeah, there has. And there has been some decent memes out of it. Yeah, I saw one with the swimmer who was like in an interview. He's like, "Yeah, I won this medal fair and square. If you don't like it, suck my dick." <laughs> I saw one that said he would have broke a record, but a testicle dropped out of his suit. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I saw <laughs> another one that had like uh, that that scene from Dumb and Dumber where Lloyd's putting like the the X lax or whatever in the drink. And like, ah, oh. but it was that. And it was uh, somebody photoshopped. It said liquid Viagra. And it was like me spiking the uh, NCAA women's swimming pool. Yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a weird situation because he was a collegiate swimmer as a male. Yeah. And didn't do very well. And then, well, didn't do very well, I think. Um, but then made the switch and did very well. I don't know. I th- That situation is, is strange. And, you know, it. I think it has a negative impact on the trans community because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that don't, they're not, they're minding their own business and they don't, 
want anything to do with the attention that that brings. Um, yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, that was kind of my thought too. I was like, man, they're probably just like, people just want to live their lives, which I'm totally fine with. Live your lives, right? Like, I don't give a fuck what you want to do or what you want to be called. But yeah, it's, it's getting, it's just getting wild now. But then also my next question, I thought about this on my way home today because I saw a bunch of people, it was kind of nice out once it stopped snowing. I saw some people running. Have you ever seen somebody like running down the street and ever thought like, are they actually running for exercise or are they running from somebody? Oh, that's a good question. I have to think about that when I see people running now. Just imagine that they're running away from like a bear or something. Yeah, because especially now, like my wife does it. Every like, especially ladies, they wear like athleisure wear everywhere, right? Wearing the Lulus, making their asses look good. Who knows? Maybe they're just getting the getting the mail. Yeah, those, and those, like, fancy, those fancy leggings that make their booties pop. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan, and I will pay the extraordinary amount of money. So I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Don't hate it. But yeah, so like maybe they're just getting the mail and the in their Lulus and fucking ghost face from Scream shows up and they're just running. You know? I don't know if I see enough people running to ever think that maybe they're running away from somebody. You won't unsee it now. You'll see somebody running and you'll stop and be like, Do you need help? I had a good conversation when I was in Chattanooga. So I had a good time in Chattanooga, but I didn't you know, I said I didn't see a lot, but I hung out with some locals. There was a guy at the hotel bar that is sort of a local because he's been living and working out of Chattanooga and kind of just staying at the hotel at a discounted rate for a while. And um, I don't know, I had some fun conversation. And the guy told me a story about Waffle House. Um, have you ever, did you ever frequent Waffle Houses? When I lived in the South, uh, i probably say I've been to Waffle House 300 times once was maybe sober you know i've never been to one because i only ever see them on road trips and i pass them by it's good food you're just gonna have if you're sober you're gonna have to deal with a very drunk audience i've heard i've heard that half of it is the experience of going there just because they're they're wild cards because they get drunks coming in and stuff and anyway so this guy told me a story about a waffle house and he was he was going like duck hunting with his dad and his uncle or something. So they were there early in the morning. He was 14 years old. They're getting their breakfast. And the waitress gives him his drinks. He takes a sip out of his drink. And the waitress, the, the classic old haggard waitress that's been a waitress forever, looks at him and goes, you know, you look like a pussy drinking out of that straw. He was 14, and he said he's never been able to use the straw since because he he thinks about it. It, it that that runs across his mind every time he goes to use one. And I, when I have a, a cocktail, I tend to bend the straw and hold on to it. But I'll use it sometimes. I'll get the little, last little bit you can't get from the ice. And I went to do it. And I looked at him and I laughed. And I said, I can't, I can't do it. I can't use the straw. And he goes, Just let the ice hit your face. You're gonna be yeah. fine. Don't look like a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do like the finger flip to keep the straw out of my face. Yeah. I kind of bend it over. So it's no. not like me yeah. in the eye. And I'm also, I didn't know this until somebody brought it up at my brother's or after pictures at my, me and my brother's wedding, but I'm a pinky underneath the cup drinker. Mm, I think I, I'm pretty sure I always extend mine because mm. I try to, I try to limit contact well i mean you're putting body heat into your beer so yeah, yeah. so 
trying to limit contact. You know, if you have a koozie, it's not a big deal. You can grip your beer. And then I'm probably pinky on there. But when it's when you're just raw dogging it, I'm trying to limit contact. And then yeah. you gotta have you gotta have the counterbalance. Oh, yeah, you're pink well, pinky out, I mean, just shows that, you know, you're there to have fun, but you're still classy. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're gonna get a speaking of that, are we gonna get some uh, like show me that butthole yeti tumblers soon? Um, you know, I don't have any I don't have any tumblers right now in the projects, but I do have a bunch of white hats on the way that are going to be fun. Um, you've maybe noticed this squirt patch that I've got. Yep. Yeah. This is, this is like, I know these are both like straight out of the eighties, you know, yep. um, I'm adding an ER to this and they've landed and I'm about to start making the hat. So I'm going to make some of these on white, which I think will look awesome. Oh, it's gonna be dope. Yeah. It's going to be real dope. I'm going to make a t-shirt that has like kind of a classic, advertising on it's so like picture like an old coke ad thirsty grab a squirter nice nice yeah it's very uh very uh don draper-esque right yeah i yeah, feel like man, yeah wildly inappropriate but it's so bubblegum that it works yeah oh yeah again you know your audience you know who's gonna get these things and where you wear them right so but yeah so before we hop off of here uh Plug all your stuff. Where can people find you? So, yeah, uh, repcps.com is representing College Peep Show. That's how that evolved. That is my that's my store site. You can find everything from my chili recipe on there to a ton of badass apparel. There's also a drinking pals section where I have Kanga coolers, muff waiters, bibs with the six-pack holsters, a bunch right. of stuff like that, suspenders. Um, I am CPS Dave on pretty much all social media, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Apple Music, Spotify, Cash App, and Venmo, um, CPS Dave on all of those. And then Rep CPS is kind of like the submission side. Snap Rep CPS is the Snapchat. Rep CPS is the Instagram and the gotcha. Facebook page. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's been a blast. I love your stuff. Um, you're a Midwest guy. I know we've talked about trying to get maybe this summer like a midwest get together with everybody that listens so uh i'll definitely reach out because it'd be awesome to do a live show with you man for sure that'd be cool we'll do a 60 minute six pack on a live 60 minute six pack we can do that a beer every 10 minutes we can do that what's the uh shit what's the game we used to play easy when you put it that way but do you remember power hours do you ever do a power yeah that's what i was thinking a power hour and then there was like 100 minutes in hell that's a shot of beer a minute Mm-hmm. Which, if you're using a one ounce shot, that'd be five beers in an hour. Yep. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, uh, yeah, a beer every ten minutes. Yeah, it'll creep up on you. You might not yeah. feel. You might not feel it until after the hour, but you're gonna feel it at some point, right? I've I've done some. I've done a couple with like a double IPA that's up in like the eight point two range and stuff like that. And by the time of the hour, I'm like I'm hammered drunk and. It, yeah. At that point in time, it's like, all right, I'm just going to get this file on the computer so that I can look at that in the morning because that is off yeah. limits right now. <laughs> I am, like notes. Just make, make semi-coherent I notes so I can um, maybe figure out tomorrow. And then sometimes I'll go live after a six-pack. I'll go live on TikTok, and that's kind of this backdrop. I actually have a projector screen, and I'll cast my live to my own projector okay. so that when I'm further away from my phone, I can still read the comment section and stuff oh, like that. Oh, gotcha. And... And when I do that after already having a six pack, I'm motivated to do drop shots and different stuff like that. And I've had times where 
I get pretty wrecked on live and I try not to like, I'm always trying to pump the brakes. It's like, no, not tonight, you know, not tonight. But then sometimes ah, you, let her fly, man. Let her loose. Let her fly. I'll have to follow you on, uh, on Snapchat. I follow or not Snapchat on, uh, he says Snapchat or TikTok. Fuck, maybe I've had too much. Um, well, I'm on, I'm on both. Yeah. Okay. I, both. Yeah. I follow like three people on TikTok. One of which is two turnt Tony. Who's my spirit animal online. I don't, yeah. You don't He's know great. Yeah. I love that guy. Like just a dirt bag, dirt bag, and lives with it. Right? A natural evolution for me because I was already doing the Snapchat thing. TikTok forced me to to really compress my videos. Uh-huh. I was doing I was doing these sixty minute six packs where I would just drink a six pack and kind of make commentary on it, and it was really just a, a feed of my Snapchat story. Right. I was putting that. I was editing that and trying to tighten that up and put that on YouTube. So then when TikTok came along, I was like, "Well, now I need to reinvent this because I only have a minute." Yep. Um, and but you so can, you can edit, right? Like you can cut and edit in TikTok, right? Yeah. Well, I do a lot of it just on Premiere Pro. Okay. I do a lot. Of yeah. Software. I do some with just the TikTok camera, but a lot of the stuff I do, I do final editing and stuff on Premiere Pro. And actually, once I learned that I could do that, it works great because things I put on TikTok can port to other channels very easily. But I didn't know how to use TikTok. It didn't make sense to me. I had the app for like six months and I'm like, how do you, how do they know how to lip sync? I didn't get how it worked. And I FaceTimed my friend actually in in like 10 days, um, I'm invited to her wedding. I FaceTimed my friend, Alyssa, and she's younger. So she's like, she just turned 21 or 22 or something like that. She was younger. And so I'm like, how do you do it? You must know. I'm, I'm old. You're young. You must know. She put me on with her little sister who was like nine years old and her little sister explained to me how she did it. And I was FaceTiming with her and I'm like, so you use iMovie and you just download a YouTube song? And she's like, yeah. Like, well, I was like, oh, I can figure that out. I didn't realize that that's how you did it. And then that, that kind of just light bulb moment and I ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy. But speaking of two turn Tony, before we head out in honor of our boy, Matt, Matt Chapin, see hapes, we call it because he fucking hates this so much. I tell him every time we're in like a live chat or just talking that I don't have an alarm clock. And Matt, I hope you're listening because this might be true. And I want you to imagine this in your head. I don't have an alarm clock. Every morning, my wife wakes me up by baby birding a shot of fireball in my mouth. Every morning. Every morning. That's, That's my alarm clock. So you're welcome, Matt. He hates it. Every time I say it, he's like, God fucking damn it, Bill. She just hover over you, stand right over you in bed. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, most of the time if I, I might be sleeping my mouth open. Sometimes I have to open my mouth, you know. But I'm yeah. sure it's snoring. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it's cool. So you're welcome, Matt, for that visual. And uh, so, yeah, you already know. Neuter Nation, go uh, like, subscribe on uh, YouTube. Hit the little alert bell. Again, sorry, don't know what happened tonight. Like four minutes in, the live feed cut out. Who knows? Uh, probably said butthole too many times on YouTube in 24 hours or something. But, yeah, I think I kind of suspect that TikTok is sensitive to kiss me where I pee. I think that it's too, is another I think awesome it's too for them. Yeah, they're very weird about that. They are kind of surprisingly like... I think because it's all automated. So yeah. the computer picks up certain phrases so, because you're not, you're not supposed to say certain things. And so the computer picks up on that. Yeah. Boots. 
you know, but all the while, our, our boy Tony can have a girl in a ski mask and a G-string spitting a martini <laughs> in his mouth, you know? I wish I knew. I know. I wish I knew. <laughs> Wait, we'll break the code one day, man. So, yeah, like, subscribe. Uh, go out to iTunes, rate and review. Uh, you can do it on Spotify now, so go review there. Um, iTunes is the big one, so if you don't have an iPhone, stop being poor with your green message bullshit. Steal your friend's iPhone, rate and review. Uh, anyways, we're going to hop off of here, dude. It's been a blast. We'll definitely get you back on here at some point. Um, congratulations, dude. It's awesome to hear about the success of this. I had no hey. idea. Like, dude, you're selling hats by the thousands. That's insane. Congratulations, man. It's going well. And actually, you kind of talked about how things were sold out. A lot of a lot of that has just been me evolving the process, figuring out how I can get more made, get them yeah. made faster get them shipped faster hey, and when man. you start out you're getting stuff made down the street and it, it's slow oh yeah oh yeah That's trust me man let's get at it show let's me that butthole's the one yeah show me that butthole's the one yeah and all you out there show us that butthole Please it's been it. awesome dude thank you good night good night tonight I feel a rumble and a shake inside an open road is no place to hide there's no turning back when you put it in drive roll 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 if you want it the most roll 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 if you're ready to go all these horses need to run so let them run wild Bye, 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 I'm a wanted man Try, 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 catch me if you